Gutter Trash episode 250! The horrible way to die. That's it. <laughs> you, you mean, of course, death by podcast overload? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Eric. And I am known as Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels like it's been forever since we've done this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm having fun. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So far. Well, the listener isn't. I know that for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the listener. This is now our third podcast in two days. Yeah, that's really? right. <laughs> because you demanded it. I did. Oh, I meant the listener. Oh, okay. <laughs> They did not. Well, that's kind of like when Marvel always claimed that readers demanded it. No one did. No one wanted Pace Pot Pete brought back or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah, we've been casting and potting. Yeah. Our uh, our voices are going to be rough tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll massage my throat with honey lemons. Oh, honey lemons? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did eat some honey chicken last night. Oh. Uh, not, a, not a thing I usually order whenever uh, we are at the uh, Chinese place. Right. How was it? Uh, it was all right. Yeah. Chicken was a little tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was tasty. Like, you know, just the, the flavoring. Whatever. I know you had something else you don't usually eat today. Subway? <laughs> no, you tried a piece of my veggie jerky. That's right, I did. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that was... It was Stonewall brand, Wild. No. They have Mild and Wild. Okay. It was a little, getting a little kick to it. A little wild. Not, not, not too much, but, you know. Right. Just, just a good amount of uh, flavor. Right. Yeah. wasn't bad, eh? It, it was not bad. Not hmm. something I would uh, want to eat on a regular basis, right. but, you know, if you... You know, in about a month or so, had some with you. I would take a piece. Sweet. Yeah, yeah it's tasty. I like it. A lot of protein. 14 grams in that tiny little bag. That's a lot of protein. That's like three meals yeah. worth of protein. I should eat more protein. Ah, protein's good. Yeah. Less, uh, less starches. That's what I need. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's hard to... Carbs and starches, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to avoid those when you're poor. Mm-hmm. And also always super busy, and also when you don't cook for yourself. Right, right. <laughs> you should just load up on this uh, jerky and eat it between podcasts. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> it gets expensive, though, because it's only available at health food stores. That little pack right. was like... Well, that's what I just said. It's hard to eat healthy. Yeah, exactly. That was like more than $2, that little, that little package. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It was like 250 or something. That's crazy. But, you know, everything at the I health mean, food store... I had a foot-long sub... 
<laughs> a bag of chips, <laughs> and three chocolate chip cookies for nothing. For free. Right. For free. They give that shit away at some Oh, way. yeah. It's a pretty good deal. It is a super good deal. That's, that's you a, see? You know, just, it, uh, it's just more affordable <laughs> to eat like shit. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that's our lesson for the day. Yeah. It's our lesson for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eat like shit. It's cheap. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hmm. A horrible way to die would be a subway overdose. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's also a movie that we watched. Yeah. A horror movie. Yeah. Horror thriller. Yeah. 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 Cause uh, there's no uh, no supernatural nothings or, or anything like that. No monsters under the bed. No monsters under the bed. There's not even really any kind of slasher type things going on. I mean, but there's some murders. There's murders and there's a killer, but yeah. uh, not in the Michael Myers, you know, Jason Voorhees kind of way. Right. Uh, you know, he's just a just a guy. Some dude. Just a dude. Beard. Various uh, stages of beard. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like how the beard becomes a magical flashback alert yeah. in this movie. Like It takes some time to notice it, though. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, this movie jumps around in time a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, pretty much the only clue to it is the, the killer's facial hair. Right, yeah. Yeah. Which is a little off-putting. Well, I, you, the first time you see him, he's got hardly any facial hair. Right. And then it cuts back to him with facial hair. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, I picked it up kind of right then. I, uh, I picked it up, too. But, yeah. you know, it's just... Uh, there should have been some other distinguishing visual element to help with that, though, I think. Like, like a different color tone or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe a tripod could have been used for <laughs> one of those uh, time periods. Uh, oh, yeah. So this was a, a shaky cam film. Yeah, it was. Um. So it's, a, it's about, it's about a serial killer, right? Are we gonna yeah. set it up? Sure. Serial uh, killer guy? It's about a serial killer by the name of, uh, Garrick Terrell, something like that. Uh, he is, uh. Uh, we see him, uh, first thing in the movie, he is, uh, killing a woman. Uh, very emotional about it. Yeah. Uh, then the next time we see him, he is in prison. Uh, and, uh, fully bearded. Uh, whereas the first time he just has a mustache and some, uh, groovy sideburns. Yeah, those are groovy. Uh, Pretty looking, groovy. Looking a lot like Paul F. Tompkins, the, yeah. uh, the comedian. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh... Another comedian, John C. Riley, at some point in this movie, he's Maybe, gonna, when he when he wasn't bearded, right? You know, he does kind of have a John C. Riley-ish kind of uh, something about his something about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his skin stock. He's got a nice John C. Riley skin stock. All right, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not. A fat dude. No, but he's got some he's like got some baby. Face. Yeah, he's got a little, you know, some baby fat on yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah. it looks like uh, if he wasn't just a 
you know, a cold-blooded murder, like, you could just go up to him and just, yeah. uh, just rub his face. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how he gets so many ladies to fall in his trap. Could be. Could be. He's a, man, you know, yeah, he's a handsome dude. Yeah, he's all right. I'll say that. Right. You're secure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of the reason I even wanted to watch this movie in the first place was because I do have a little bit of a man crush on that actor. I remember you said last week that there was an actor. I assumed it was him. Yep. A.J. Bowen. Because he was in Hatchet 2, right? Hatchet 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in The Signal. Uh, he played oh, the, yeah, that's uh, right. The, uh, the uh, crazy guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was also in a movie that I just saw a couple months ago called You're Next. Hmm. Which is written and directed by the same team that made this movie. Oh, yeah. In fact, all three of the main actors in this movie are in Your Next. Really? Yeah. Huh. They're, so they're like a little troop. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, That's and, cool. Uh, the uh, the lady and uh, the other dude uh, are also both directors of their own films. Uh, and uh, the lady was also in the movie Upstream Color. Oh, the... Uh, uh, Okay. Ruth, uh, follow up to Primer. Yeah. Which took forever. <laughs> Nine years, something like that. Oh, between m movies, really? Yeah. I mean, what, Primer came out in 2003, 2004, something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had to have been because it was one of our early reviews, but, sure, but I can't it remember been how much. For a long time. By yeah, then. yeah. Huh? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I'll say here. Early to mid two thousands is when that came out. I still want to see Upstream Color. You should. I recommend it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's not this movie. No, this one was a horrible way to die. Yes, it was. Um. Hmm. So yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so this uh, serial killer uh, escapes from prison basically. Right. Uh, and then we're getting a like a, a parallel plot of uh, this woman. Uh, an alcoholic who was attending uh, AA meetings, and she uh, meets and uh, you know, uh, kind of falls for uh, another guy in the uh, in the group, and uh, they get to know each other, and that's about their relationship building. While at the same time, this uh, killer is uh, seemingly making his way toward her mm -hmm. for for reasons unknown. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then there are. Flash, as I say, uh, the flashbacks to um, to kind of fill you in on who this killer is and you know, right. like how in his relationship to this woman, right? How he relates to her, yeah. right? Uh, basically, uh, spoiler. Uh, it's not a spoiler because it uh, says so on the back of the uh, DVD case, right? Uh, that uh, she is his uh, ex girlfriend, mm -hmm. and uh, she is uh, clearly. Uh, she clearly knows that he is a killer, yeah. and uh, is uh, basically trying to uh, readjust to life, uh, you know, uh, post that uh, knowledge, post realizing that she uh, was uh, involved with a mass murder. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that that would be kind of a a hiccup in your in your date life. You right. Know? It might. It might set you back a little bit. Yeah, probably. It's not going to do you any good in your right, head. Right, right. In fact, I have a theory about this movie, uh, at least one aspect, uh, that I don't think she was an alcoholic. At all. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that she was only in AA as a cover. 
a uh, sort of support uh, for her just to try to relate to other people again and, and readjust to life. Really? And, uh, yeah, that's my theory. Huh. I mean, there was a scene where she's like pouring whiskey down the toilet. There is, and I, I think that for me was more realizing that she was about to embark on this relationship with this uh, other guy. Oh, uh, okay. She so didn't she didn't want have, him to see it. Right. She uh, didn't okay. have alcohol in the house. For Interesting. Him. Because when, because the other earlier scenes in the movie that we get where, uh, you know, the the group is is sharing, you know, their different stories, uh, you know, about dealing with alcohol and whatever, it all comes off as, you know, real and emotional, and they have a story to tell. Right. And when it's her time to tell the story, like it's full of holes, and she's not really clear about it. Right. And, like you know, she mostly just focuses on this previous bad relationship that she had and right. it just almost seems like she puts drinking in as like an afterthought huh. because she realizes that you know well she's just an AA I, I think it's an interesting theory I I don't like I don't agree maybe with my you know with my interpretation of it I like I honestly think um, in AA she just was kind of skirting around the the topic of her mass murder ex-boyfriend well sure and, and uh, there's that and and like because the, there's a scene where uh, she meets a dude at a restaurant and she seems actually troubled by the fact that there's all these all these wine bottles like she brought it up. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, but I I don't think I I agree. Yeah. But yeah, you never know. That's the thing about theories. Yeah, that's true. Until they're proven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking with mine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of great characters in this movie who are fleshed out really well. Oh yeah, I mean it. it you know, it's it's a horror movie and, and it's about a killer, but you know, there's like sixty, seventy percent of it is just character development right. and relationship building, and yeah. you know, like even even with the killer, you know, just just right. you know, seeing his, like in the flashbacks to how he related to his girlfriend, and, you know, right. Yeah. And his various victims and right. encounters, like the uh, old man who knows about Obama's secret, uh, uh, <laughs> or I forget what he called yeah. it, some sort of Something mind control. Power lines right. That, uh, the, uh, the plastic roof of his car is not going to protect him from the government reading his mind. Right. He's warning the serial killer. Right. Yeah. Who he doesn't know is a serial killer. Right. Yeah. Which is funny because it's kind of <laughs> saying like this guy, he's got all these theories and everything. And he's staring not only at the serial killer, but like a foot away from the serial killer is a newspaper stand with this with the serial killer's <laughs> face on it. So it's kind of saying like, yeah, like this guy is like so in tune with some things and right. so out of tune with reality. Are you saying that that's me? And that's my theory about. Uh, I was referring to your theory about her being uh, AA. I was referring to that. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Now that guy, I love that was it. Great. Yeah, I love that guy. Like, he's, like, I, we've watched a few movies where I, I think, like, a, a character just wandered off the set of an unmade Coen Brothers movie, and, and this was one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good character. That is one of those things where I do wonder if, you know, because this was a low-budget movie, and, you know, uh, uh, I just sort of wonder if, like, you know, they were shooting on location and they just ran into this guy. <laughs> right, like he's not an actor. Right, yeah, he just, you know, 
like went up to one of the directors and just started talking about like you know the power lines and how the government is controlling the lines and they're like dude you have to be an army <laughs> can we put makeup on you and yeah. you recite that again <laughs> or maybe he's like one of the people that put up some money he's like yeah just put me in your movie somehow and they're like fuck how are we gonna get this guy in right. a movie without <laughs> fucking it up i know comedy relief <laughs> which this movie needed yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark and yeah. And there's not, a couple times where where there's some laughs, but you know nothing. Right. You know, and just enough. Just yeah. enough, right? right yeah. To relieve the yeah, the tension. Um, yeah. Um, I thought the actors were all great. Oh yeah. Um, the characters and the actors were great. Um, and like even though it had a real artsy kind of filming style, like it really did. It does work. Like. Usually, it's kind of a gamble, the shaky cam, and that sort of thing. Yeah. It kind of works, though, with this movie. It, uh, I could have used a little less of it. Mm -hmm. uh, like, there are sometimes I thought it was really good. Like, like uh, there's a scene where uh, the, the, the main character, Sarah, is talking to, you know, her potential new boyfriend, Kevin. And, uh, like, like, it's being shot from, like, the passenger side of the car, and she's in the driver's seat, and... Kevin is outside. Right. And so the camera is kind of just lilting a little bit, and then, like, he gets up, and the camera just kind of swoops down for a second and then kind of readjusts back to Sarah's face. I thought, like, that kind of thing was good. Right. But then there are times where, you know, there's, like, Christmas lights in the way, and, like, everything is just super shaky. Yeah. The and, Christmas lights thing was very artsy looking, but I thought it gave a good atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. But, but it's but. a, it's a, kind of a a risky choice to yeah. make i mean because it, it, it can throw off a lot of viewers i mean like i get that they're like making this like this is their vision and they're not like trying to make it super commercialized right. obviously um but i think that could throw a lot of people off yeah uh i could have done with a little less but for the most part it didn't bother me that much yeah me neither yeah me neither um i will uh, i watched a movie a couple days ago called seventh moon which uh, was directed by one of the co-directors of the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was filmed with shaky cam, uh, but it was super fucking shaky. And on top of it, it was not lit. Right. And it all took place at night. Oh, country. I think I saw this on your blog where you actually were blogging and you stopped watching the movie during your typing. Uh, no, I watched the entire movie. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, I was just getting more and more pissed off of it as right. it was happening uh because there gets to be a 20 minute sequence where it's filmed entirely by a cell phone light oh nice and, and of course uh, as you know cell phone lights they go out every like two minutes or so <laughs> right, right. refresh it yeah. yeah so like every two minutes or so like uh, be, she'd have to like close her phone and then open it back up again and relight the movie well that's relatable i had to do that <laughs> sure we all have uh, but not when you're trying to watch a movie. Right. I, the last time I remember doing that was when uh, I worked a night shift at Mavericks and I was trying to file stuff into the back room that had uh, no lights that work. Yeah, and I was using my cell phone. Yeah, so that's, that's scary too. Sure, yeah. But, uh, you know, if I was filming a movie about that, I would probably put up some sort of lighting. Like to, a dim light. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to at least right. make sure that the viewer could see what was happening. Right. Other than your cell phone light. Again, an artsy choice that perhaps didn't work. Did not. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Fuck that movie. 
Uh, but at least I could see everything in this movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, if you're gonna do something that has very little light or shaky cam, you know, choose one over mm-hmm. the other. You know, uh, this movie chose uh, shaky cam over uh, poorly lit because mm-hmm. uh, it was perfectly fine uh, in, in seeing everything. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So I take it you uh, maybe enjoyed this movie a little. Um, there's a lot of parts about this movie I liked, but yeah. but uh, I would say I did not like it. Okay. Um, I just. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a really good movie. Okay. I just don't think it's a good movie for Jason Young. Um, Because I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't point to things that that really needed improving. I just don't think it was for me. Like it kind of made me feel kind of gross. And I didn't really like the ending. And I don't think that's necessarily a fault of the filmmakers. I just think it's not my cup of tea because you're a giant vagina that's right yeah <laughs> i'm a veggie jerky eating vagina <laughs> that was cruel of me uh, um no but i i think it was very well done um it just kind of made me feel weird and gross and you know so i mean that's a good sign right it affected me sure yeah. so I, like i think they they did their job but I, I would never want to watch it again. Now, what exactly about it was it that affected you in that manner? Like, because I mean, as far as gore goes, like, not, there wasn't yeah. a ton. There's not much gore. I think. I don't know. I think. I think it just kind of, like, not that. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Like. It had a. I mean, the ending, I can totally agree with you on that. That was gross and weird. Yeah. Uh, like, like the the reveal at the end, the twist. Right. Uh, but. Uh, and I, and I kind of saw half of the twist coming like forty minutes away. I kind of felt that something was going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you wonder if it's a red herring, but the moment that that character is introduced. I was like, huh. Right. But, you know, like, that happens a lot where you're like, huh, and it turns out to be a red herring. Yeah. But, like, yeah, well before the end of the movie, I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen with her uh, her new bow here. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it was, like, it was such a good character piece, but it almost felt kind of gratuitous. And, like, like I, I know I would have loved this when I was younger because I didn't care about that. Um, but it's just something that started bothering me in the last few years when, when things are just like dark and dark and dark and like, just like, Oh, let's make the audience kind of feel kind of bad and weird. I don't know. That's, that's just not something that I like anymore, but, but I think it was done well. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't bother me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't care about that. I mean, I do. I mean, overall, I would prefer to watch a more fun movie anytime. Yeah, yeah. Know, but uh, yeah, I don't mind serious and dark, like yeah, where yeah. it's not fun. I don't. I don't mind not fun. Um, but there's something about it that just kind of it was off. It was just like off-putting about. I don't know the way the way I felt as I watched it. Yeah, I yeah I didn't have any of that. Uh, like except except for uh, you know, the last couple minutes of the movie. Right. When it took its turn, and uh, yeah, that felt uh, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
but it also didn't get as bad as I thought it was going to get, like, once that happened. Like, once that happened, I was like, oh, this is gonna... This is gonna end horribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it did, really didn't. Right. Uh, well, see, that's the thing, too. Okay, that might be a huge part of it for me, is I don't think the story was anywhere near as well-written as the characters. I think the characters were amazingly well-written. Okay. But the actual, like, just events that unfolded, it just felt kind of... Like, if I think if it would have been so well-written that I was like, oh, my God, oh, wow, I didn't see it coming... Like, I would have not even noticed that I felt bad, because I would have been so impressed with the story. I can see that. Yeah, yeah I can totally buy, buy that. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, the story is kind of thin. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think the fact that it does take the majority of the movie to actually, you know, tell you where this is headed. Right. You know, and what, you know, is happening. You know, because, uh, yeah, up until that point, uh, you know, up until, like, the last 30, 20 minutes, whatever, you know, it is just all about the characters and, you yeah. know, them relating to each other in whatever way. Building them out, up and right, fleshing yeah, them out. But, and... but the actual, you know, plot progression doesn't really... There's like, a lot, it's very, t- it's, it's like it's tension, movie, they rely yeah. on tension yeah. to kind of tell the story, which works to some some degree, but, I mean, after, like, 45 minutes of it, you're like, all right, I need a little more story than tension. Right. Um, well, I can say that I liked this movie more than you did, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not... Uh, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, but but it, it is a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's overall very well done, but yeah. definitely not, not my thing. Uh, I did like uh, Your Next a lot better than, uh, than this film. Uh, it had uh, more of a sense of humor, uh, and they they could afford tripods. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and that the actor you like, like uh, I'd forgot he was in the Signal. Yeah. He's pretty funny. I yeah. mean, like a uh-huh. dark, funny kind of way. Like that would have been nice to see. Uh, I mean, there was like that funny scene with the Coen Brothers extra guy, right. but but it would have been nice to see him do like maybe one other kind of funny scene. Sure. But I mean, you know, it's hard to like make the serial killer in your dark movie. The comedy relief, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can see why that was a choice too. <laughs> like I said, I don't fault the filmmakers. I think they know what they're doing. Oh yeah, they they, they did what they wanted to do, and they they did it very well and to mm-hmm. the letter. Uh, but yeah, it's just gonna be a personal uh, feeling, I guess. Uh, you know how you react to it, right? Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that other than the shaky cam thing, like I don't. Like like on every level, I don't think that they did anything wrong. Yeah, you know, it's pretty pretty well made. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, yeah, it turns out that apparently I'm a fan of these guys because uh, because I've seen some other stuff that they've done together. Uh, right, the, the director and the writer, uh, Adam Wingard and uh, Simon Barrett. Uh, they they did a segment on uh, VHS, yeah, okay, the, uh, the anthology movie and. Uh, I can't remember exactly which one they directed, but uh, I think it was one of the ones I did enjoy. Uh, the, uh, the the Kevin guy, uh, the uh, you know the the new boyfriend. Right. Uh, he was in VHS as well. Uh, I think he directed one of the segments and he acted in a different one. Uh, and uh, the one that he acted in was really good as well. 
You said that Sarah was a director too. Uh, she's a director too, but I can't remember. Like I, I didn't recognize any of the movies that she had directed. Uh, but yeah, I've seen her in like three or four other things. She was really good. She's really good too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then uh, the uh, Adam One Garden Simon Barrett. They also directed the segment in uh, the ABCs of Death, which okay. uh, I think I've talked about before. It's like twenty six short films based on the letter of the alphabet. And, and when you have that many short films, uh, you know, only a handful of them are yeah. really going to be good. Right. And they had one of the standout ones, uh, which was uh, Q is for quack. Like a duck or like a crazy, yeah. crazy doctor? Okay. Like a duck. Okay. Uh, their movie is that uh, their short film, you know, I'll go ahead and spoil it here, is uh, they've been selected to direct a, a segment for uh, the ABCs of death and they get Q. And they don't know what the hell to do for Q. Uh, <laughs> like that's their movie? Yeah. Okay. And so they finally decide that, uh, well, they're going to make a snuff film about killing a duck on camera. <laughs> and so they get a duck. And uh, they go out to the desert and they're uh, preparing to just uh, shoot this duck. And then just things go horribly awry. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's great. See? Like, I would enjoy that one more. Right. I, I, yeah. w- I would imagine. So, yeah, I would, I would watch other stuff by them, because yeah. I think they, like, like I said, I think they're talented. I think you might like your next better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's still gross, you know, in, in some ways, like like kind of dirty. Right. Uh, but, but it does have a lot more of a sense of humor about itself. Right. And, uh, you know, it is... It, kind of genuinely funny right you know? so yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what i want that's it's what... a little more fun right even though it is also super dark and, and disturbing you know? see i like that kind of balance yeah you know i like body bags there yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i mean uh i would recommend this if you're too super serious dark horror thriller type movies yeah. with with really good character piece yeah yeah like the characters are and great. it is slow yeah which uh you know uh you know uh, we've got a bonus episode coming up where uh, uh, we, that's right we found out that you hate slow movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i hope uh i hope uh one of our uh upcoming guests uh, listens to this particular episode <laughs> Oh. And then he can take my opinion and shove up his ass. Oh, there was one other thing I did not like about this movie that I that I don't necessarily think is just a personal choice. Okay, that I think is something that I I just don't think is good filmmaking. Okay. All right. Um, okay. When first of all, like I realize it's a shaky cam scene, so uh-huh. it's almost supposed to be like you're there or whatever. Right. But there was a scene towards the beginning of the movie, and I've seen this in many other films that, and it bugs the shit out of me. Um, when they're filming someone and there's no, and there's, there's a cut, but it's just a cut in the same exact spot. Like the camera's in the same spot. Oh yeah. And okay. you see the guy move a little bit. Uh huh. Um, I, I think that only works if you're trying to be like, this guy is like addled on drugs and he's losing track of time. Uh-huh. Or if, uh, you know, something like that where it's like part of the story. But yeah, if the camera is in the same spot, basically, and then it just like pauses and the guy's like, you know, like four inches away from right, that, uh-huh. it feels like, oh, they cut there. Right. You know, it doesn't look like it's it's like a storytelling device so much as, oh, they cut there and they should have inserted like, you know, what he sees when he looks out the windshield or something. Right. 
I did not notice it. Whatever it is you're talking about. It was about. in a car, and it was in the, like the first ten minutes of the movie. But I can't remember. I can't remember even who it was. I guess it was the, the killer sewer killer, killer guy. Uh, yeah, I cannot remember that specifically what you're talking about here. Uh, but I, yeah, I have seen that and other things, and it bugs the fuck out. Yeah, of it takes you out of it a yeah. little bit. Oliver Stone, uh, to me, is the king <laughs> of that. Right. You know, just uh, like I remember watching. Uh, what is it? Every other Sunday. Uh, I haven't every, seen that. Every, every given Sunday. Every given Sunday. Yeah. Any given. Uh, Any given something. I've something never. about Sundays and football. <laughs> yeah, I love Sundays. I used to w- watch football and eat Sundays. Did you? No, I don't watch football. Yeah, didn't think you did. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Oliver Stone's football movie. Something about Sunday. Uh, I remember watching that, and uh, just I remember at one point getting so annoyed, and I started counting, and it was three seconds between every cut. Right. Every cut in that movie three seconds and it would just be like you know people walking down a hall talking to each other and there would just be a cut right you know but like you know it, it wasn't like the camera didn't move right yeah it right. was just following these people walking down right the hall. oh yeah. yeah that's so annoying <laughs> yeah and like it if you would have said you know it's a natural run killers in a scene where they're on peyote i'd be like well that that works sure, right, that's yeah, fine right. but yeah yeah it's it's just kind of annoying um, so yeah, if you happen to watch it again, see if you notice that. Because right. yeah, that that was like the first thing I was like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Thursday night, everything's fine except you've got that look in your eye when I'm telling a story and you find it boring. You're thinking of something to say. You'll go along with. And you merely ate me in front of our friends Then I'll use that voice that you find annoying And say something like, yeah, intelligent input, darling Why don't you just have another beer then? Then you'll call me a bitch and everyone we're with will be Your friends make, cause they are my 
Gutter trash. <laughs> Hello. What's up, buddy? Ooh, nothing. Yeah. What's up with you? Not too much. Yeah. Just yeah. doing my thing. Doing your thing. What's your thing? Doing some drawings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't do any drawings last night. I know. That was weird. It was weird. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Are we doing that again next week with Mr. G? I don't believe we are. Okay. okay. No. I wasn't sure. He is coming in on the Thursday. Thursday. This yeah. coming Thursday. This coming Thursday. Okay. I have to remember that. Yeah. Make sure I don't. I will. I will remind yeah. you. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So so we will have a uh, regularly designated drawing night uh, next Saturday. Nice. This past Saturday, however, we did not. We, we filmed the bonus ode. You'll be hearing that in a few days. Mm-hmm. We hope. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing I kind of wanted to mention about this movie. Very polite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, after all that horror yeah. and and off-puttedness, they thank you for watching at the end. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. It's nice to be appreciated. Right. As a I viewer. I don't think I'd uh, seen that in a movie ever. I feel like there has to have been one I've there seen. There has that. to have been, but I could not I can't recall you. one. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was uh, old timey uh, kind of end credits mm-hmm. where it was like you know like like it didn't it wasn't a continuous scroll up the screen right. it was uh, like you know like title cards right you know and then yeah the very last one it just said thank you for watching and right before that the line before that was no animals were harmed well, so you're like oh those guys are nice as you're reading though no animals are harmed and you're like those guys are really nice right. when you read the thank you well all movies have the no animals are harmed and. Unless I guess they were harmed, but. right? Then they yeah, then they leave that out. Right. <laughs> well, that's nice too. Sure, they're not right. lying about it. I mean, if you torture a horse to death on film, right. You don't want to say that you didn't. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because you've already done you know one bad thing. <laughs> mm, yeah. So uh, that. Um, oh yeah, I went to breakfast with my old boss today. Your boss at the. Uh, Mavericks cards and comics. Oh, so not the uh, not the, uh, the the mental hospital or whatever it was. No, you were it, it, it was a it was a, a day program schoolish environment. It wasn't right. not a hospital. Um, no, yeah, uh, I hadn't talked to Jack Maverick uh, as the kids call him in a long time, like about two months maybe. Uh, you, well, you quit in July. Was it July? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I'm thinking I quit the other one in, like, August. That's probably what. Uh, early August, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't talked to Jack for the longest stretch ever, probably, since right. I've met him, um, for, like, two months. So, yeah, that was nice. We had breakfast. Um, he asked if I wanted to come back to Mavericks because he had heard that I had quit my other job. And I said no. Um, well, I said... I said I don't I don't really think I want to Jack and he was he was like well why don't you work like one day a week or something and I was like I was like well let me think about it until February um, but you know I I had told him no but right. I could just tell he was like he really I mean that's awesome like that's cool that he still wanted me to come back there he he wasn't like too upset or hurt right, that I left right. or he wasn't too upset that uh that I've not had a job for almost two months and. Not bothered to tell him, right. so he didn't come crawling back. Right? Yeah, yeah I did not. Uh, but you know, you told me this earlier, and, and we have decided that uh, even though you told him no, he's already rearranged <laughs> the schedule. Right. I'm probably probably yeah, because yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes he hears things that he, he, he hears hear. the, the the way he wants to hear right. them right here. Right. You know, um, he reads in between the lines, and but yeah, he's he's a good guy. It was nice. It was nice to see him again. Because I do think of them like family, so it's right. cool. I've always had uh, nothing but respect for Jack as a person. Mm-hmm. It's just as a business owner, <laughs> he has some. He's got some quirks, choices, right. <laughs> uh, such as not hiring me part time when you left. Right. Yeah. That's probably his biggest crime. Mm-hmm. Against humanity. Mm-hmm. And your pocketbook. Yes. Yeah. Because I need a second. Maybe a listener would like to pay you for something. If any listener out there would like to pay me for anything. <laughs> anything at all. Anything legal. Whatever. Anything at all. <laughs> you can email me at uh, something something.net. <laughs> See? So I have 39 email addresses. Yeah. I can't remember them. It's like Eshanborn, right? Uh, no. That's yeah, not one of them? No. Okay. Well, all right. Thank yeah, you. I think it's at the end of this episode. I don't know. Go to the website. It's there. Yeah, you can find go it. Go to trash.net. It's, you'll or find or it comment there. on here. Or comment. Whatever. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Or find me on Facebook. Or uh, the Twitters. Yeah. Or even the Tumblers. Yeah. Or even my own personal blog. <laughs> You're out there. I am out there. I am available. Hmm. For jobs and women. Maybe you can combine the two. Hey! You know, maybe you should start hanging out at AA meetings, because it worked for the dude in this movie. That's true. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, like, he went in... Spoiler, right? He went in, like, knowing who he wanted to, right. to date. Right. It wasn't like it just organically happened. No, yeah, he pursued her. Yeah. yeah. And it happened. And yeah, it worked. Yeah, um, you know. Although, it might be better to go to a, a sexual addiction meeting right, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. <laughs> sex mean, addicts anonymous we we have recently discovered that uh my uh the object of my affections uh <laughs> you know kind of hates me now you've been spurned i have been spurned yeah oh man <laughs> there's nothing there's not there's probably not a lower feeling than being spurned by someone with a glory hole But it happened. It 
did. Yeah. I watched it. <laughs> I was peeping through the glory hole when it happened. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to put any of that in context. <laughs> what? Yeah, why bother? Yeah. Uh, is there anything else exciting? Um, nothing I'm willing to talk about on yeah. here. Okay, yeah. That's good. I mean, I guess. You know, I don't know. People don't need to know my... People don't need to know my shit. No, yeah, no. Yeah, no one, no one needs to know. Other than you, yeah. your select circle. Sure. Um, oh, a quick aside. It is. Uh, th- there's a thing that's happening uh, right now uh, that that has been happening for a while, and uh, it does kind of feel weird to just not be open about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you should. Uh Maybe feel better. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my my friends all know. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's a thing. So you know, I'll leave it for that for now. Right. Yeah. Hey, okay. Cool. Um, I started reading a book. What? Like with pictures? Like there, there's a picture on the cover, mm. but the rest of it's just all words. Mm. I got I got it. For, it it was my token book from the library. Every time I go to the library, I won't just leave with DVDs. And CDs, because I want to make sure the library just doesn't stop stocking books, because, like, fuck it, nobody gets them anymore. So I always just grab one off the shelf. Um, This time, I I was like, I wonder if they have any books of Leonard Cohen's, like, poetry or short stories or whatever. Um, Because I've been listening to a lot of uh, his CDs lately. And I typed it in, and they had a Leonard Cohen book. But it was weird. It was like, because he's got the song Hallelujah. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah. And, uh, and like everybody's covered it. I like, think you, you put it on the mixtape for me back when, uh, really? when we first started dating. <laughs> oh, memories. <laughs> and uh, so, like, everybody's covered this song, right? Like, tons right. of people, including Jeff Buckley, who arguably made it more famous than Leonard Cohen. Right. Um, but for some reason, there is a book. About that song, really, an entire book that he wrote? No, 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 okay, all right. no. Just about a guy named Alan White. He's a music like you know writer for, okay, for magazines, right. but he wrote an entire book about this one song. And I was like, how can you write a book about a song? Right. So I was like, I gotta know. And uh, I've read like first fifty or sixty pages of it so far, and yeah, it's about that song. Right. But it, Is but it worth reading. It's it's interesting, like because right. I really like Leonard Cohen and I kind of like Jeff Buckley. Right. And it kind of talks a lot about them, and it's it's not just about that song, but I mean they'll tell anecdotes about those people, but it all kind of builds up to how they related to that song and what they've done with that song and how that song is, you know, like how it was not a success for like fifteen years on the earth, and then now it's like in like nine nine eleven memorials and like all just it's everywhere. And it, like it was just kind of lingering in obscurity on the earth, and I was like, "That's kind of weird." But uh, yeah, so far it's really good. It's yeah. called uh, I think it's called "The Holy and the Broken," which is a lyric from Hallelujah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been reading it as I go to bed. You know, I read like a chapter at night or something. Right. So. I only read most of the pictures in them. Yeah. So I've been reading the 1990 Deathlock series uh, as I go to bed. That's pretty good. 
It's pretty good. Is that a is that Mike Zick? Uh, no. No. Okay. It is uh, uh, Jackson Geese Goose. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know you're talking uh, about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know. G O I C. Yeah, sometimes he goes by Butch. Uh, huh. But yeah, he drew it, and it's uh, written by Dwight McDuffie. Dwayne McDuffie. And uh, Gregory Wright. Rewrite. Hmm. hmm. I'm not familiar. Greg. Gregory. Gregory. Oh, I thought you said Greg Rewrite. No, Gregory. Wright. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something there in there. I watched a movie today that you watched uh, a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. Parts of. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, we kind of already had a conversation about this on a different podcast. But before you watched it. But before I watched it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to. Want to know all the time twisty kind of stuff uh, is happening here? Go listen to the latest episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast right. to hear our initial conversation about you guys, you and Kathleen, watching uh, Room Two Thirty Seven, right? Which is a uh, documentary about uh, different conspiracy theories about uh, the movie The Shining. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, you, you, you did not recommend it to me. You actually told me to probably not watch it yeah it kind of pissed me off yeah yeah and uh i watched it anyway because fuck you right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i enjoyed it yeah yeah it, it's do you want to give them the gist of it uh it's not really a documentary about conspiracy theories about the movie the shining it is a documentary about crazy people who <laughs> talk about the shining a lot yes and watch it Way too much. Yeah, it is about people who are obsessed with The Shining and have pretty much figured out, like, one attribute about The Shining that they are trying to just glom onto it. And tie every scene into. Right. Every yeah. color. Just and Everything about the movie. Right. They, they have decided is about this various thing. Like, like the first one was about um, the... the like genocide of the Native Americans, right? And then there's one about like uh, Nazi Germany. Yeah, a couple about that, uh, the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, some about uh, like sexual repression or whatever like that. Uh, the 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 one that is actually probably the most famous is the uh, that uh, you know going against uh, or going off of the rumor that uh, Stanley Kubrick directed the. <laughs> Apollo moon landing right. that the entirety of the shining is his confession to the world that he directed the right. Apollo moon right landing. yeah well that one we know is true well sure yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> the other ones I thought were crazy though oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then I think there's one where uh, it says that the movie needs to be uh, watched super uh, played Forward and backward at the same time, superimposed against each other. That's how I watch most movies. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, like there was a theory. It was like Stanley Kubrick. Uh, his, I forget even what the theory was, but they were like one of the details was if you look in the clouds, you see a painting of Stanley Kubrick's face. Yeah. I was like, no, you don't. No, because like, they were showing <laughs> that scene, and I was like, I'm looking for a face in uh -huh. the cloud, and yep. I can't see it. That <laughs> says something. Like, I can look outside right now and see a face in the clouds. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, um, 
uh, yeah, the, one of the theories is that the entire movie is just Stanley Kubrick saying "fuck you" to Stephen King. <laughs> well, that might be. Well, that might part of it might be true. Yeah, because uh, I guess he changed so much about the uh, the book to, right. to make it into the movie. Uh, and then, like you know, like one of those things that he changed was adding this uh, the the maze. Oh, the hedge, the hedge, uh, the maze. hedge maze, which is not in the book. Uh, but then somebody takes that and decides that uh, the movie is all about the Minotaur <laughs> that lives at the center of the maze. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a movie about crazy people. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off because I love The Shining. I love it, and I, and like, I was like, oh my god, there's, there's this, like, all of a sudden, you know, I found out that there's this documentary that has all these cool little secrets and Easter eggs about this movie I love. And then, like, you know, no. Um, like, maybe if I would have known exactly what it was going in, I would have been like, this is great. But, like, I had built it up like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awesome. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't fully know. Like, like I just knew that it was about different people's conspiracy theories about, you know, The Shining. Right. And then, you know, once I started watching it, it was like, no, it's about crazy people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, there's even, I, I, I guess maybe the filmmakers maybe even have that same attitude because... There's a scene like pretty early on because I only watched the first like 15 minutes or 20 minutes, um, but there's a scene where a guy's talking. He's like, "Oh, can you hear my my kid in the background? Let me yeah. go take care of it." And like they just pause the scene that they're like commenting on, yeah. and then like he goes and takes care of his kid, and then yep. like, he comes back and they unpause it. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was maybe the only enjoyable bit for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe you should give it a rewatch later. I doubt it. I don't know because because I mean. It is, like, some of the theories, I mean, they're all bullshit. I mean, they all have to be bullshit. Right. <laughs> but, but they're entertaining. Maybe next Halloween, we'll watch The Shining for a Spooktacular. All right. And afterwards, it'll have been enough time passed right, that right, I'll right. watch it with you. Okay. Sounds fair. Because, yeah. yeah, I've never actually seen The Shining, so, yeah. We should totally watch that sometime. Maybe. But we've already got all of our Halloween movies yeah, laid do. out. Yep. Not that you can't watch. Actually, I'll be honest, my favorite time to watch The Shine is in the dead of winter because it really feels like you're part of the movie because there's a lot of like just super snowy scenes in the movie. Right. And I do try to watch it every like Christmas time era. I just watch Batman Returns. Oh, that's a good Christmas movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Die Hard is a good Christmas movie. Die Hard, yeah. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was watching Room 237, and I thought to myself, how awesome would it be to get a job like Jack Torrance, uh, to just, you know, be the caretaker of a hotel during its off time. I would love it. Yeah. I would love it so much. Oh, yeah. Even if it is haunted, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Even, if, totally even if my boss uses his paper tray to mask his erection, I would be fine with that. <laughs> He didn't mask his erection. Oh, that's right. He, he, it was his he erection. Tamed, yeah, he, like, yeah. It was an extension. <laughs> or yeah. Uh, yeah, I would totally do that. Even even if it turned, even if the hotel turned me into a homicidal maniac, right. that would make me kill my family. Uh, it right. would still be a great job until that happened. I would love it. I would love it. I would love it so much. Like, with the amount of food that was stocked there, like, uh-huh. like, I know I am claustrophobic. Like, I rode an elevator today in a hospital, and I was, like, you know, about to kill myself just to, <laughs> because it took like more than twenty seconds. Right. Um, but 
I don't think I would be claustrophobic in a giant place like that, even if I could not leave. Yeah, right. I'd be fine. Especially if I could walk around in like a hedge maze or whatever. Yeah, just walk around naked in the hotel. I agree with that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? You're like, uh, hey, my balls are on the lobby couch. Yeah. And I and two hours ago I was eating ice cream with Scatman Brothers. Yep. <laughs> this is because the it's haunted because he's dead. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is he dead? Yeah, I guess yeah, he, I he, he, he Yeah, he I would mean, be. He was like 90 in that movie. Yeah, he doesn't say. And he still went on to be jazz in the Transformers. That's <laughs> so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Man, Scatman Colors. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was not a fan. Yeah, not real. Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing else. You know what I am a fan of? What are you a fan of? A comic book that I was going to make us read. Oh. Um, and I, I was going through because I'd forgotten until this morning to pick something and I was going through, like, I've got a huge stack that are my future gutter trash picks, but, but I, I, I swear there's like no less than 50 of them. Like I'm not exaggerating. And only one of them was like kind of horror related. Okay. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to pick that one <laughs> because I kind of, I wanted to pick a horror thing. Okay. Um, get in the spirit of things. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So if you veto this, know that it, my other picks will not be horror related. All right, all right. So uh, I guess I'll try not to veto uh, this. Okay, um, I was gonna pick a book called Fatima: The Blood Tales, Tales of the Blood Spinners, or okay. something like that. Yeah. I would not veto it yeah. because I was interested in that. <clears throat> yeah, by Mr. Gilbert Hernandez yeah. of of the Los Bros Hernandez Hernandez Bros Hernandez Bros. <laughs> Los Poyos Yeah, Los Poyos Hermanos. No, they, 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 I think it's, it is written as Los Brothers Hernandez. Los like. Bros Hernandez, yes. Yeah. But also the Hernandez Brothers. Yeah, we just call them the Gilbert Hernandez Gilbert and Jaime. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is this one? By Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. Yes. Is there a superior Hernandez brother? You know, um... Because I honestly never read a thing by them. Really? Yeah, okay. I did read the first issue of Fatima. And I liked it that I would want to read the rest, but I just never got around to it. So. I I uh, I definitely have a favorite. Okay. Um, but I I actually met them both this oh. summer at a TCAF, yeah. and there was a guy Tom Spurgeon interviewed him, and he he told He's the grumpy old fan. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Is he? Uh-huh. He seemed nice. He had a glass of wine though. That's uh, one of his articles somewhere on the internet. Is the grumpy old fan. Yeah. He told uh, Jaime Hernandez that he, he's like, I have to tell you this. He's like, because this is true. He said, you're my favorite comic artist of all time. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, that's weird. I like his brother a lot better. <laughs> so you like Gilbert. I, I like them both. Right. I think they're both gr- great. Um, I've never read a ton of stuff by them. I've read maybe other than, which I read, but... I, I, I called it Fatima. I think it's Fatima. I was... Oh, yeah, that's right. No, that's what I called it, too. Mm-hmm. But he called it Fatima. He called it something different than I called it. Okay. So, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But uh, Hispanic pronunciation would be Fatima. So. Fatima, okay. Yeah. Um, I hadn't read a lot of stuff by them. I mean, I'll go into this, obviously, more when we talk about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. They're just one of those... Um, artists, or some of those artists that I've never read a ton by. 
So, I mean, because honestly, I would have pegged you for uh, Love and Rockets. I know, right? I've read, like, three issues of Love and Rockets in my life, and, and, like, I don't know why. Because I didn't dislike any of them. Right. And, like, some of them were, like, a decade ago, like, the first one I read, probably. Right. So, yeah, I don't know why. But it's just one of those things. It's like whenever, you know, I'm like, I've never seen, you know, this... Like, I've never seen E.T. until two years ago or something. You know? Really? Yeah, I saw it with Doogie and Zippy and Matt Brassfield for the first time. Yeah. And when we lived at Gainsborough House, I saw E.T. for the first time. Isn't that weird? It's super weird. I know, I grew up in the time that it was... Like, right. I, I had yeah. the fucking E.T. video game and an E.T. toy. Yeah. I had those when I was, like, ten years old. Right. Like, you know, like, I know there, there's people out there who would probably give me shit for having not ever seen The Shining. Right. You know, being a 35-year-old dude who loves horror. Right, yeah, that's, that's and, weird. Could also possibly say that I'm kind of a fan of Kubrick's work. Yeah. You know, uh, sure, I get that, but, you know, just one of those things that... I mean, it was a rated R movie, and you know, I wasn't allowed to watch those until I was like at least fifteen. Well, that's my same thing with same thing with ET for me. Well, because <laughs> it was rated R, my mom wouldn't let me go see it. Thanks for ruining my point. Oh, <laughs> dick. <laughs> what was your point? Same thing. But yeah, basically, my point was that you know, like, like yeah, that came out when we were just children, right? You know, and like every children, you know, all over the world saw that movie, right? You know, like how the fuck did you not i don't know yeah it's weird it is weird like yeah just like there's a certain subset of movies like you know gremlins goonies ghostbusters ghostbusters that like all came out when we were like you know like four six years old whatever right that we've seen all those Mm -hmm. we grew up with those and you wow yeah it's weird wow yeah (laughs) i know right but yeah it's one of those things like the like it seems like something that i would have devoured and like i would have fucking Hernandez Brothers tattoos, and, like, it seems like <laughs> something I would fucking love, but I just, for some reason, never read that much. I've never read a single thing, uh, Love and Rockets related, or really anything by them other than that first issue of Fatima. Wow. So you don't own those, do you? I do not own okay. those. Okay, well, I'll, but, I'll bring uh, them by. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you lent me the first issue, and, and I thought it was really good, and, uh... I read them as they came out monthly, and then and like it's been uh, that it's been it's been, it's been too, enough too. time. That, I mean, I kind of remember it, but I'd like right. to reread it real quick. So yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Sweet. All right. Sweet. Well, more horror awaits us. Yeah. And more horror awaits you if you choose to listen. <laughs> in every way possible. Is that a Jeff Darrow cable? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Art flew by on his uh, screensaver, and I swear I saw Jeff Darrow cable. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Wow. Third, then. All right. uh, Goodbye. Yes. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>